Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Welcome to an extra episode of Watch Over. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, including... What else? What are we talking about, about, Jen? We're talking about Lord of the Rings, because I finally got off my butt and watched it for the first time ever. Yes, I live in a hole. (laughs) Cal was really excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's understandable. Like, I, I remember when it was being filmed, like back in 2000 because my husband was a big my my husband's a big nerd Kyle would be so disappointed in me that I have not no I'm not I get it well I feel like I didn't really realize it was so intense because they released it because I went to IMDB I was like when did this come out so this came out when I was a senior in high school the first one and I distinctly remember (laughs) my boyfriend at the time was like come over we're gonna watch Lord of the Rings I was like I think you'd really like it because I was so into Buffy because he kind of thought okay fantasy meets fantasy drama and I went over to his house and I I'm sorry y'all I fell asleep (laughs) I was like nope it was probably a mistake going after work because I was tired anyways but yeah and then I just never watched it again and he gave up and I feel like my husband's seen them but he doesn't really I don't know if he was like enough of a fan to be like, you have to watch this. He was more all over me about, I haven't seen, um, what's the one, the spaceship Marvel show, Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't oh, yeah. really seen that. So he's, Nick's more concerned with me about seeing that. And then what else have I seen? I haven't watched any of the Thor movies. So he's like all over <gasps> me about the Thor movie. Yeah, see, that's the reaction I get. I watch the well, which is wrong because Thor's the hottest. Th- like I should just watch well, this because to, it's Chris Hemsworth, right? That's to be the right fair, place, the right? first the first two Thor movies are pretty like mm, lame. You know, like the first one, there's there's some good story in the first one. The second one is just kind of like I don't even know what they were trying to do, and <laughs> but the third one is like possibly my favorite Marvel movie ever. I think that's what Nick said. He was like, "Oh, by the way." people listening um Callie is the female version of my husband so yes <laughs> they're We've basically the same person this. which is why me and Callie get along so well <laughs> so she's always like I agree with Nick I'm like shut up you don't no you don't yeah so he was like you have to watch the first two Thors just so you can watch the third and enjoy and really appreciate how amazing the third is but anyways yeah I watched Lord of the Rings and Callie was excited because what a shock we agreed <laughs> on some fairly major plot points listen i blew through these real fast all right i basically why so if anyone's wondering why i haven't done any reviews for like the last week and a half that's because i've been watching lord of the rings so i it's a good excuse it is a good excuse well i can't watch stuff when my husband's traveling because he gets mad so i just but see i I, re- 
remember being informed this is all about Frodo. And I'm a little surprised to say that forget Frodo because it's all about Samwise Gamgee. Yes. That is the conclusion that I arrived at when I first watched as well. Um, It was somewhere around the end of the first movie. Like when Frodo decided, well, all these people are going to try to steal my ring, so I'm going to go by myself. And so he gets in his little boat and he's paddling and Sam is like, where the fuck do you think you're yeah, going? You know? <laughs> and like Sam almost drowns getting into the boat. You're like, calm down, Sam. I don't really well, know. No, if he's I was it. just like, I started crying <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, Aww. Sam, you're so Sam pure. <laughs> he is so and pure. He's like, like a Labrador retriever in hobbit form and that's when i realized i was like i like sam more than i like frodo and it just continued to be more and more true as i kept watching yeah i renamed the movie i renamed it because i feel like lord of the rings didn't really capture what the movie's about so i named it the heroic tale of samwise gamgee saving frodo's problematic ass and the world and then gandalf and aragorn helped too that's my title that gives you (laughs) i thought it was kind of awesome yeah i was just very like well i was super interested in it because i was it's like one of those movies i've always had in the back of my mind like oh i should watch this i should watch this because i know that tolkien was um a very uh devout catholic and so am i so i was kind of interested in like the religious themes of it and yeah he nailed that good evil thing it's like basically (laughs) the ring is satan I get it. Temptation. Good versus evil. It's very much a classic hero tale. Like straight out of the Odyssey. Which is why I was kind of like, oh, this kind of like works. Because we have some, we'll tie in some arrow. It's not going to be all about Lord of the Rings. We have some arrow points on this. Because Lord of the Rings connects to arrow. How, you ask? Oh, don't worry. Me and Callista Wolf will get there. Just hang in there. Yeah. So I just was very, I'm waiting for like Frodo to do his fucking job and it's like (laughs) i mean it's like he pops up every time sam looks away for a hot second frodo's like meandering towards orcs or dudes on dragons and it's like for fuck's sake frodo can you just stay put for one god blessed second and let sam eat his like crispy old nasty bread and then (laughs) don't even start about Gollum. what was that about why was he listening to Gollum? What is, like, if 95% of the problems were caused by Frodo listening to Gollum, particularly in the last movie, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to my, I'm going to listen to the guy who is completely obsessed about the ring and looks like Satan himself, whereas versus my best friend, I'm just going to ignore. No. Why? Is it because the ring was, like, so powerful and he's like, ooh, ring? I don't really get why Frodo was being such a dumbass. Well, it was, you know, there's a conversation that Frodo had with Gandalf in the first movie. And um, before we go on, I should clarify yeah. that Jen and I are not book fans. We are movie fans. Oh, I haven't read the books. Oh, yeah. 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 No. no, no. And I'm not going to read the books. Don't make me I've read the, the books. books. I don't want to. Yeah. No, they're the so books, long and scary looking. I actually think scary. like War and Peace would be easier mm. to get through. So we're not going to read the books. We're not. I'm not, not I'm not reading for. the game book, Game of Thrones either. Not doing no. that. No. We're talking about purely the movies. So 
in the first movie, Gandalf has that moment with him in the mines of Moria, and he's like, they're talking about Gollum, and he's like, listen, he's a creep, but your uncle had pity for him, and it kept him from killing Gollum when he fr- when he met him. You know. But are we really listening to Bilbo? Does that seem like the wisest course? <laughs> you know, when you watch The Hobbit, you're like, yeah, Bilbo got all the brains in that family. Oh, really? <laughs> they did not. Okay, because right now it feels like this is all pretty much Bilbo's fault because he's just like hung on to the fucking thing for 150 years or whatever. Like, just chuck it, Bilbo. (sighs) So, yeah, I was getting irritated. So, I got real irritated in the last one. You warned me. You warned me it was just going to get worse. I I think. Essentially, Frodo and Sam. It gets so much worse. I'm like, nah, he can't get worse. I was a little skeptical. Oh, oh, he does. Basically, Sam. And Frodo on a really are on a really big long walk. <laughs> That's all it is. I kept like making waiting for them to make a slightly more progress, but like they they walk, and then they take a nap. Then there's more walking. Well, because and then there's sleeping. He, Frodo is so tired. I guess. I'm like, get off your ass, Frodo. Like I Kyle explained that to me. See, I, all my book knowledge comes from Kyle. Okay, so Kyle, he's my nerd. Kyle's, yeah, and bless his heart. He he was explaining to me that like the closer they get to Mordor and the longer he's in possession of the ring the more it drains Frodo why didn't they switch off I saw someone on Twitter who was like hey it was so stupid that Frodo held onto the ring the whole time why didn't they just exchange it well, back because and forth? Frodo was nervous that they were going to turn like Boromir in the first movie and try to take it so when okay so we needed Sam some suggested, Sam yeah. suggested hey I could help you I could carry it a little bit and Frodo's like, oh, you just want to take it, you know? Yeah, but Frodo's a dumbass, and he was listening to the ring for too long. If he just oh, I know. handed it's... it over Sam for a little bit. I mean, every, it's kind of like Aragorn. Mm-hmm. He was just like, uh, I don't need the ring. Fuck that. Aragorn sh- Well, shit. all the smart people were like, yeah, don't give it to me. I don't need it. I don't yeah. want it. I don't want to even try the temptation. Mm-mm. Yeah. We're not going there. All the dumb characters put it on. Like, Well, and that was the other thing. <laughs> put the fucking ring on. It's like, stop putting the ring on you little dumb shit it was like every time and then he's like oh the eye can see me yeah so don't put the ring on just i know this is escape method but it was a bad escape method because technically they could still see him i mean Gollum like beat the shit out of him and he was invisible I'm like this doesn't seem like a wise plan frodo none of your plans seem smart but i had to cry i cried when he sent sam home i'm like don't send sam home that Sam's was the best the part of the movie sam's ever. the only thing stopping me from throttling you frodo you need sam otherwise i'm gonna start fast forwarding through you and sam was so hurt i know he was like it looks like a puppy who was just told he has cancer or something like that it was just like oh sam also so sam worked for frodo is that he was his gardener? He was, he was his gardener, yeah. Really? What did Frodo do? Did Frodo have employment in the Shire? Because I'm not understanding. No, was like it was the Baggins of... family like wealthy or something? Well, when you watch The Hobbit, you understand why Bilbo had money. Okay. So basically, I have to watch The Hobbit. I don't know if I'm gonna yeah, watch The Hobbit, basically. man. That seems like a big commitment. No, it's good. Is there more Legolas in Hobbit? Yes. I like Legos. He's pretty. And there's there's Ross Poldark. And <laughs> That'll get me. I like me some Ross. Lost does he does he take his shirt off? Ross Poldark. 
Does he take his shirt off? And then the Hobbit? Not the way you're thinking. He's a dwarf. Oh, that's less attractive, but I can still do that. <laughs> I can do short Ross pole with Alric. I'm okay with that. Killy and Philly are the cute dwarves, and the rest. Oh of wait, them the are dwarves. Kind of... Oh no, the dwarves are cute. I was thinking of the elves. The elves are. The elves are hot. The elves are hot. <laughs> it's like wait. I was literally thinking. I was like, oh, maybe the elves are not that attractive. I was trying to think what what form of person. I was like, Gimli was a dwarf. Subject. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The dwarves aren't that cute in Lord of the Rings. There is a hot dwarf, and it's Thorin Oakenshield. Mm. That sounds good. I'm down for hot dwarves. The elves are hot. Elves are just really pretty. <laughs> oh, do you want to know what I was really cheesed off about? We'll get cheese. We'll talk, get to all the other things I'm mad about. But at the end, with Liv Tyler, first of all, I was sad that there was no more. There wasn't more Liv Tw- Tyler because I really liked her in this role. She makes like the. She does ethereal very nicely. It's like, why can't we get more of the girlfriend? I was like, now she's dying? Like, that made no sense. Yeah, Kyle tried to explain it to me. <sighs> well, that's what I was saying to you. I was like, okay, so we have Elf Dad show up and be like, hey. Elrond. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know names. I was like, who shows up, tells Aragorn. I know Aragorn's name. Mm-hmm, sure did. Learned his name. Liv Tyler uh, was Arwen. Okay, Arwen. There we go. And he's all like, hey, Remember how I told you to break up with my daughter? And Aragorn was like, yeah, and I fucking did it, you dipshit. And then he's like, well, now she's dying, so go back and save her. And Aragorn's like, I can't! I'm a little busy here saving the world. Well, I just no, felt like what, that was like what, a really shitty move. Like, this, her dad was kind of an asshole. What Elrond was doing was he was bringing the sword to Aragorn saying, Oh, that's right. Listen, he did have function. She's not going to leave because she saw this, whatever, vision. And he's like, but (laughs) if she's going to stay here, she can't stay here with this Sauron causing all this trouble over in Mordor. So you need to take this sword and go kick his ass so that my daughter can live here and not, like, you know, have a problem. I feel like Aragorn was sufficiently motivated, though, prior to that. Like, was this really a necessary little thing? No, but he needed thing? the sword. I guess. We could just the give him the sword and not make his girlfriend die. If He's like, recall, I didn't tell her to stay. I told no, her to go. <laughs> if you recall, when they went through the, the shortcut, and they went through the little ghost city... Yeah. It was the sword that kind of basically saved their bacon and That's also true. got the, the ghosts people. on their side. So Aragorn so. was the descendant of the dude who, who cut off the finger. Yeah, who initially okay. didn't throw the ring in when he was supposed to. It was the dumb shit. There's a lot of stupid people in the world. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a ring, guys. Settle down. Well, yeah. It's like, okay. And then we get to the freaking... All right, so he bumbles his way through Mordor or whatever, and then Sam picks him up, literally, literally carries Frodo up a mountain, <laughs> up a mountain, and I don't think Frodo looks that light. I think they're about the same size. And then he gets to the edge, and he just fucking stands there. And Sam's like, throw it in, Fro- Mr. Frodo. And Frodo's like, and Frodo's like, I don't think eh. I'm gonna. I'm like, literally, I was like, you have one job. One job. I've waited three movies. We're clocking nine hours here. Throw the fucking ring in. I mean, it was so irritating. He's like, now nah, I'm going to keep it. It's mine. My personal vote was for Sam to chuck both Frodo and the ring into the fiery pit and go home. I was like, give it up, Sam. He's a pain in the ass anyways. I was like, why are you so broken up over this dude? All he does is cause you grief. Sam's such a pure soul. I would have been like, later, Sam Frodo. Sam was just 
pure love. He was. And I just, I just, this concept that Frodo is the hero of the Lord of the Rings is crap. It's Sam. Sam's the hero. Mm -hmm. He saved the world. Frodo almost damned us all into hell. So way to go with his selfish ass. I mean, I guess he was like, I know people are like, oh, he's probably got like PTSD from the ring. Mm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but you I know mean, what? yeah. Sam went through everything that Frodo did, and he was fine. Like, yeah, okay, I, know I guess not like, everybody can be the same. But it's like, the same. it's not like you can say Frodo had a singular experience. I guess they're trying to say that like wielding the ring was wearing on him. But it's like he didn't have to keep putting it on. <laughs> I know. That's why they stopped on the fucking ring. <laughs> then you wouldn't be so exhausted in your I don't soul. Know. Frodo like, just annoyed the crap out of when me. When the devil keeps inviting you to have tea and cupcakes in a fiery pit of hell, Frodo, you do not go there. You say no. <sighs> it was just... Oh, and then they walk back, and then Frodo, like, pieces out. Like, Sam gets married, and then he runs the Shire, which is the way things should be. Sam should run the Shire forever. Like, yes, thanks. at least the Shire got their shit together. Like, the Sam guy, he's a solid fellow. We're going to, like, make him mayor or something. <laughs> he was some kind of in-charge situation. I was like, yes, Sam makes all the decisions forever. And then Frodo just, like, gets on a boat and pieces out. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, that's the ending? And all his little hobbit friends are so sad. I'm like, you just broke all your little hobbit friends' hearts, and they literally died for you like almost died for you like 150 times and now you're like i can't handle this life i'm gonna peace out yeah and i guess like i've decided that frodo went to therapy heaven because that's basically how you explained it to me that it's like well what kyle told me he said the in the allegory the elves are angels and the angels came to earth or middle earth yep to help humanity and all the other races try to fight evil okay and they were doing a solid job but when sauron came back elrond and all the other galadriel and all the other elves were like you know what this isn't working we're out these guys these 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 we're not gonna win this fight so we're just gonna go back (laughs) helpful angels thanks we're gonna go back Not into the. Really, what your the angels are like. We're gonna is. go back to heaven. The Later, elves are kids. Like, We're gonna go back to the west. And it, he says it's a one-way ticket. You oh. can go into the west, but you can't come back. And yeah, so Gandalf like, got to go because he's Gandalf. Right. And Gandalf Bilbo got to go because to do I don't know. So awesome. Although, Bilbo's a bit of a celebrity. Yeah. I don't get like the fan. <laughs> fear over Bilbo. I'm like, what is You need the- to watch the I Hobbit. know. I'm like, I don't get it. Well, and yeah, I guess I can kind of, like, you explained to me that it was kind of, Tolkien had written these after World War Two, and so it was World kind War of, I. or World War One. so it was like after yeah. he had fought, so this is kind of his way of processing. It's like, you can Correct. see, you can see Frodo as a soldier home from war and suffering from severe PTSD or it just kind of so like that's why I feel like I don't I don't like the idea that the West is heaven because that means Frodo at age twenty five like well killed himself which I don't it was think that's longer the goal in the books. yeah I don't think like, that's the goal for so it just it just seemed like a therapeutic he like he treatment wasn't center five oh yeah that's right books, it was yeah. like four years in the movies and then it was like forty years or something in the books I think someone told me 
So that's yeah. uh, still don't commit suicide when you're 40. Just don't commit suicide at any age. You know. PSA. Um, but I yeah, it's meant to be more of a metaphorical. Okay, I am down with the high with the West being like a therapeutic spa. <laughs> If that's that what you to. need to be able to accept it, then I'm then okay. Like Frodo went to his therapeutic <laughs> retreat forever, so it yeah. never ends. But at the end of the day, we we decided when we talked about this last night. Yes, because Lord of the Rings is basically a hero's journey. Which was hundred percent a hero's. I'm obsessed with those. Herself again. Talk to me about hero's, hero's journey. journey. I like lose my shit over it. Love you. It hero's was journey. It was a classic one. Literally. Hero told, you'll face all these tasks, come back and get the whatever pinnacle of achievement, and then you come back and bring that and you get your reward. For for Frodo, his reward was saving the Shire, or his reward, I guess, is going into the West. But what he wanted to achieve was to save the Shire. Right. And I and I noticed that Sam specifically on the mountain when they thought they were going to get burned up by lava. What a really bad way to go. I really like it when fictional characters listen to me because I started yelling at the screen. This would be a real good time, Gandalf, to show up with some eagles and literally a yeah, hot second You need to later. watch The Hobbit so I can rant about the eagles. Okay. Because plot device, like, my God. I guess Gandalf <laughs> listens to me and that's always wise. All fictional characters. But here's, the, here's the thing. Frodo tells Sam when Sam's like, why the hell are you going with the elves? He says, because I set out to save the Shire and it has been saved, but not for me. So like, is he still sad about, is he like missing the ring? Like, I well, couldn't figure I think, out why he was so I sad. I think maybe he's missing the ring as you saw Bilbo was still missing the ring. Yeah. Too. That's kind of like the feeling I got when they were in the, it, it would, the, the thing is, is in Frodo's quest to do what he did to save the Shire mm-hmm. it he was damaged because of it and he was damaged in ways that his little hobbit friends were not damaged okay and he couldn't come back from that like they could okay which I guess that's understandable I'm a little less yeah. cranky with Frodo because I know but when we so when we relate this to Arrow because yeah we were, we were talking last night we we're like we want Oliver to have a Samwise we ending, a Samwise not a ending. Frodo ending. Mm-hmm. And need some Sam, no Frodo. Here's the thing: I think we're headed towards Sam because, yes, Oliver's goal is to save the city, but Oliver's goal, like, unstated by him, but kind of understood by the audience from season one, mm-hmm. wasn't just to save the city, but to save himself. Right. Well, things got interesting in season six because, you know, Oliver's really, ne- the, part of the problem with Oliver Queen is he really never um, imagines or dreams of anything that he could potentially have, um, which is why season four and, you know, a little bit five and a lot six um, are really just total shifts for the character because the Oliver Queen of season one would never have ever thought of Correct. even considering a felicity or a hope Correct. or love or family so when, when you get oliver in season and even six here in prison we're kind of seeing that he's he's, he's a hopeful. different man oh i am so proud was. of my boy i'm so proud of him <laughs> mama jen is so happy with her oliver queen 
Um, I'm going to. He's more settled in his skin with who he is and what's important to him. Well, and And what I said, yeah, what I said, what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. Um, what I what I said is the kind of next phase for Oliver is, um, you know, he always has Felicity and Diggle right by his side, and in varying degrees, um, Felicity and Diggle clean up Oliver's mess and they harness Oliver's light and he always needs them in some way and season five was supposed to be in my opinion the season where Diggle and Felicity are allowed to kind of spiral into their darkness and they did a little bit nowhere near to the level I thought that they they should get to because right around the time Felicity was kind of bottoming out we had Oliver getting tortured by Adrian Adrian Chase so Felicity and Diggle had to kind of rapidly get their shit together because Oliver lost his so it it was interesting to me that in season six you know he's starting to kind of he's kind of put all the personal stuff together and the crucial next phase I think thought really for him is he has to be able to pull himself together without Felicity and Diggle like there comes a point where you have to strip the hero of everything and they remain the hero and that doesn't always happen with Oliver and the big way that they show that is he starts killing again Oliver's killing is kind of this barometer for his morality which I don't really you know you've been saying for years like as long as I've known you you've been waiting for Oliver for the tides to turn and for Oliver to be the compass for Felicity and Diggle yeah I've been it feels like we're finally happening there because he 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 returned to slabs he he goes into slab side and slab side is just there it's an island too it's it's just if you Mm -hmm. ever look at a shot of it but it's not water it's not affecting him the way no but it's not Lian Yu so Lian Yu essentially I think um was Oliver's purgatory kind of burned him to the ground and then it rebuilt but what we're seeing in slab side and yeah he gets a little bit of a pep talk i'm going to give diggle and felicity a little bit of credit because he gets he's in the beginning he's trying to keep his head down and be passive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and diggle's like great idea smart keep play doing keep doing that and if you're noticing <sighs> like, that we should Dick? not be listening to diggle this year wow. that's a red red flag right there mm-hmm. so and then felicity comes in with the shit kicked like, out of no her fight. although she got <laughs> she got some in she got some good stuff in on my dra- and the dragon. It was awesome. But she's like, hey, love of my life. I am really sick of getting almost killed every week. So <laughs> I'm going to fight back. And she wasn't really saying it to Oliver to inspire Oliver. She was just telling no, him. She was not telling him to fight back. She said, that call, I'm going to Yeah, that back. conversation was not about Oliver at all. Praise God be to Jesus because it's about time we start focusing a little bit on the misses and Felicity's attitude as much as Oliver has some significant safety concerns with it it does inspire him and so he kind of goes back to his cell and he had told Diggle he's not really he's not acting like his typical Oliver Queen self and so the next scene we have is him kicking ass and taking names in the in the court in the prison yard 
And he says to the guy, you should have killed me. And I'm like, ooh, boy. So, th- but you don't really know how, how, how dark, what is Oliver's de- definition of fight back? Because I was like, without Diggle and Felicity there as his little angel on his shoulder, I mean, we could really start tripping out here. But the way he kneels down in the way they shot it, and he was in the sunlight, and he looked peaceful, like he had kind of like, okay, I'm back to me, you know? And as we've seen him kind of go through this um, slabs, I think, he's been able to maintain a fairly strong moral code. He really hasn't, I know everyone's like, you know, we're freaking out that he, you know, put a couple guards in the hospital. And I'm like, yeah, they probably needed about five stitches in their shoulder. They'll be fine. I mean, Oliver could have put those guys down in a very significant way, and he didn't. He just kind mm-hmm. of momentarily disabled them. So it's really shifted to this whole Oliver is harnessing his own light, which is massively important because yes. he's really not a superhero until he can keep his shit together. <laughs> and I feel that makes him more like Sam than it does Frodo. Very much more like Sam than it does Frodo. Um, so we're entering, we were in the Frodo phase for like, let's say, season one through five. <laughs> now we're we moving were. to Sam White's phase. phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hoping for when Oliver gets released, particularly with Diggle, I want Felicity and Diggle to be kind of a mess, a hot mess. Yeah. Maybe a little less I'm with Felicity because we kind of like, I think they dabbled with her in darkness. I think there's a date you can... It's, it's hard to make sunshines and rainbows too dark. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, we're only going to buy a certain level from her because of her right. integrity, you know? Exactly. But I think Diggle has a much darker edge to him than what we have seen. Diggle's edge is deeper. Yeah. Diggle can... I mean, Digg- let's just keep in mind, Diggle shot his brother. And what I've been saying about Diggle is Diggle... From the moment he shot Andy, our Diggle, our Yoda, has been gone. And whatever has been going on with him, it's been kind of, he's been covering. Right. And and Oliver was always such a mess. It was like, oh, you know, it was always such a focus on Oliver and keeping Oliver in line and having to, you know, everything related to Oliver that I just feel like Diggle really never got time and space to deal with his brother's death. And I understand... Um, going to the army was his way of like a his own penance but really you know Oliver breaks him out and then after that there's a little bit of diggle like he beats up a guy remember in season 5 and he gets out of law of control but you know it, he still settled out pretty good in season 5 he really didn't get yeah. that dark oh I agree he, he ended on the up and it was like it was too soon for him to be up um, yeah the thing with diggle you know, they've they've always flirted with Oliver's identity and his sense of identity and how does he see him as. And all these characters have an identity and Diggle's identity for five years, five plus years now, well, at least until Oliver went into prison, was mm-hmm. protect Oliver Queen. Yeah. Watch out for Oliver. Be his Yoda. Tell him what he needs to hear. You know, all this stuff... And all of a sudden, Oliver doesn't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. And Oliver's making some pretty damn good choices mm-hmm. without Diggle's input. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the things 
he goes against what Diggle suggests, and it works out better than it would have if he'd gone with Diggle. That is what I had thought was the most striking thing about the premiere. Because this is the first time Oliver does not listen to John, and it turns out better. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, oh, I I think we're flipping the script on Yoda. (laughs) Yoda ain't Yoda anymore. And, And, you know, you talk about men and their midlife crises. Yeah. Crises, whatever. That's a midlife crisis for Diggle. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something sometimes fans can get confused on because, you know, obviously Diggle had Spartan, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of just look at Spartan as a as a practical Psychic. part of just being part of Team Arrow. You need to have a code name and you need to have right, a mask. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the primary reason... Diggle signed up. He was very clear with Oliver in season one. And he's like, yeah, you're going to kill some people. And I think if I'm on the team, you'll do it a little less. He's like, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm really here for. I'm not really here for the city. He clearly stated to Oliver, he's here for him. Because he tells him that you don't understand what this war does. Can I segue this for a second? Absolutely. This is something I was thinking about earlier today. Mm -hmm. You just reminded me of it. And I think it's really interesting. I was thinking about the crossover in season five. I was thinking about the hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this whole idea of this is what Oliver's life looks like if he wasn't on the boat. And I was going, you know, well, obviously, you know, it's an alien hallucination, but it's also not true. That's not what Oliver's life would have looked like had he not gotten on the boat. No, it would have been very ideal. This was, that version was It was extremely idealized, idealized, but it was also, it was shoehorned into other people's plots, too, a little bit. Like, Diggle being the Green Arrow. Diggle wouldn't have been the Green Arrow. Yeah, that made no sense to me. Mm -mm. How Diggle and Felicity are part of this Team Arrow thing. Felicity, Diggle wouldn't have chosen to dress in an a suit and fight crime because we all remember early season one when yeah. Diggle was like I don't want to do this this isn't my thing yeah so it was false in that way yes very and they much were so. just representing whatever was going on in Diggle's mind with I need to be the green arrow in order to find some meaning in my life there was they were interjecting this present thinking to to, like jump to make gun. this idealized timeline. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting for me to think about, like, that episode was such a lie. Well, and it's so like Diggle's counts. bought into that whole, like, we're really mm-hmm. listening. That's oh, when you know God, how Diggle's hey. fallen off his kilter here, because he's listening to the fucking aliens. It's like, bro. <laughs> Bad. Bad decision. idea. Well, and, you know, I think, I guess that's why I'm sympathetic towards John, as much as he's pissing me off because he is pissing me off um but you know i kind of liken it to you know i'm gonna spend my whole life we're not my whole life but a good chunk of my time raising my child and then she's just gonna grow up get herself a life and leave me (laughs) you know and after that after she's gone it's like what do i do with my time you have to think about that you have to have some semblance of self and retain that um so you don't um, you have to have purposes outside 
your main purpose. Like I'm my main purpose is being my daughter's mother and I love that, but I also need other outlets to sustain me, you know? And I don't think Diggle Diggle didn't plan on Oliver growing up and moving away for lack of a better term and I think what's going on is as you say Oliver was not requiring the same assistance he was making good decisions on his own um, he's he is absolutely everything Diggle asked him to be and then Diggle gets mad at him and you're like what is going on um, but I think the way um, he was viewing was upsetting to fans because it's like Diggle, you should be happy for him. Right. And I think the way the Green Arrow thing kind of, it put this whole, like I, like you said, it's like sh- this these aliens put this lie in his head. And so Diggle looks at the Green Arrow situation as, well, that's a quick slot in, quick solution for me finding a purpose. I no longer have to mm-hmm. um, save it's, the it's Green Arrow. I can be the, the Green Arrow. Answer. Yeah. yeah, it was super easy. He's like, well, that's okay. That'll uh, Oliver doesn't need me the same way, but now I can just, in a sense, be Oliver. I'm not saving Oliver anymore. I'm going to be Oliver. And when Oliver took that away, Diggle didn't have any other options. And for some reason, Spartan didn't feel like enough. I think Spartan is very tied to this bodyguard identity that Diggle has in relation to Oliver. I mean, that's probably why he's trying to distance himself from it. Right. And, you know, I view Diggle as the bodyguard of Oliver Queen's soul, essentially. Isn't it interesting that we started out talking about Lord of the Rings? How did we get to Diggle? Diggle? This is what happens, you guys. Like, we'll be on the phone and we'll start on one conversation. I call her with a very specific (laughs) purpose. And I think we've covered, we'll cover like 30 different topics in like two hours. Easy. Not a problem. Um, but maybe we should go. We got a question. We oh, we did? Got a, okay. We got a couple oh, questions. Oh, but wait, we have to talk about... Oh, yeah. So the... the But wait, the ending for Lord of the Rings. What's really triggered okay. this. Okay. So Oliver <laughs> clearly stated in season six what he wants his reward to be. Correct. So he said he wants to hang up the hood. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're so adamant that Felicity has to be alive because the hero of the story just said, this is what I want for my reward. And Oliver would not imagine that life without Felicity. It just wouldn't happen. So I think our summation is Oliver deserves the Sam ending. He deserves the reward that he requested. But if they lose their absolute goddamn minds and kill off Felicity, then I'll be okay with the Frodo ending and Oliver can kick the bucket in the future and whatever. Then he's in heaven with Felicity. But that's pretty much the only scenario in which I'm okay with Felicity dying is if if they plan to kill Oliver. And even then... I'm not a big fan of Felicity no, Dying. I'm never it's a terrible idea. Okay. When I say when I say that I'm okay with it, that means I'll be able to get up in the morning and function in and my function. life. And function. Like Yeah, I'll okay is not I would prefer the storyline. No. Correct. I just no. okay does not convey acceptance. Yeah, my it's kind enjoyment. of like how do I repackage <laughs> this? Like when Stefan died, I think I would have been um just gutted more than I was but what kind of put up a little dam against the flood of grief was he was dead for about a second and then everybody was reuniting in heaven and that I'm a big fan of everyone reunites in heaven I love those storylines it's a nice way to kind of 
Give me the Jesus ending I want. Yeah. So it's just, it's very <laughs> nice. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to have like religious overtones to it. Cause it's no. the vampire shirt. Dyer sure as hell did it and it was just so okay they all end up together everyone's happy in heaven and they all love each other and it's just a big love fest so like that's the only way I can kind of how would I cope with Felicity being dead is the only way I can like cope with that is if Oliver reunites with her in heaven but even that I'm like that sucks because the answer the, the end of the journey for this they guy don't is get death. happy and they don't get a happy ending, ending. which I just feel yeah. is wrong it's a great Which injustice they, deserve it. they, deserve they do it. they do anyway. okay yeah okay so we got a good questions we got we, we actually got a couple questions but we're gonna save one of them for a future recording yeah so at lexi blackbriar awesome question we'll come back to that later yes <laughs> for now we're going to answer a question from at sad fangirl 05 on tumblr and she asked us how would Moira have reacted to Felicity being Oliver's love interest, his wife, his his heart, essentially. Given, especially given their their somewhat contentious relationship there mm-hmm. in season two. That is and one of the great disappointments of Moira's death is that we did not get oh, more interaction God. with her and Felicity. You know, when Moira died, I was like, we're not going to get to see her and Donna plan a wedding. I know. That's so sad. Because that would have been hilarious. Well, and that was like still during my phase because of the way Felicity spoke of her mother. I really thought her mother was evil. I thought the mother was going to be evil. I think a lot of people did. And then she turns out to be like an absolute cupcake. Yeah. With sprinkles. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I get this question a lot on the Moyer stuff. And I don't know why I've never answered it before. I just, eh. Uh, I think it's really interesting. Um, It's a good question. Oh, how would Moira have reacted? Well, I think Moira responds to strength. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have been an adversarial re- relationship for a while. I think that. Would I have... think it would have initially started off. She would have said, "Oh, Oliver, no, you know, surely not." I don't think she would have been a Felicity Smoke or, fan yeah, at the no. beginning because she wasn't. You know, it was essentially, and my thing with Moira. Um, is she's very much about control and power her desire for those things is rooted in good intentions she loves her children and she will do anything to protect her children but felicity wasn't going to be someone moira could easily manipulate exactly felicity wasn't going to be her puppet and no offense laurel lance fans but i think she had a beat on laurel for a while and Moira, new er, Laurel. Laurel at least played nice with Moira. Yeah. Well, Laurel and was all the things um, Moira thought Oliver should have. You know, right. there was a surface level to Laurel and Oliver's relationship. They look like the perfect couple. And I think there's a lot of similarities between Laurel and Oliver and Moira and Robert Queen. So. Oh, I have always said that we can that I, we can do another Oliver was minutes. on track to basically become Moira and Robert in 2.0 marriage. yeah with Laurel. so would, I th- yeah. yeah so I think I think in the beginning there there if Moira had lived there would have been a lot more Moira trying to control Oliver's life trying to direct Oliver's life it's all coming from love I think what you would have seen is two women loving Oliver 
as intensely in equal intensity but very differently and one is the way Oliver wants to be loved and the other is the other way that Oliver doesn't want to be loved you made me think of something you haven't seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians I have not Okay, you need See, to. I live in a hole for... Okay, it just came out on, on... Okay, on I know, but everyone goes and sees it in the theater. I'm like, do-do-do, and then I, I see know. it on rental. It's it's on rental now. Is so, it? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to see it. I'm going to spoil something for you, but... It yeah, I'm not too be. pressed about okay. spoilers. So, this guy is is from a very wealthy family. In fact, one of the mm-hmm. most wealthy families in Singapore, which is filled with wealthy people mm-hmm. and he's kind of kept his wealthy status from his girlfriend in new york city who is a university professor mm. and he needs to go home for a friend's wedding and he wants her to come with him and she's like oh cool i'll get to meet your family this will be great and when she gets on the plane she notices it's like ultra first class and she's like okay wait what you're the guy who like counts his change <laughs> you know like, yeah super frugal here we are sitting on this in this f- super fancy first class mm-hmm. and she learns you know that he is wealthy that he's from this family that's incre- incredibly wealthy and she's thrust into this basically circus hmm. and it's all fine but his mom is very Moira. Mm. And she looks movie. down her nose and she's just like, this is not the one for him. She's not from the right family. She's not, you know, there's nothing, nothing about her is right. Well, I didn't approve this. And I, and it's almost like Felicity viewed, or Moira viewed Felicity's love for Oliver as a weakness. Right. Well, and, 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 or, or, she wanted to use it against Felicity. I don't think Moira even entertained that Oliver felt the same way. Well, I think they it was very smart what they did with Felicity being the one to discover the truth about Thea's parentage. Oh, yeah. That was, that that was, was awesome. Brilliant. Because you need to, you know, I think there's, Oliver's a very strong, stubborn person. And he needs someone as equally tough as him and mm-hmm. I th- this is why you and I get so cranky about the mask thing because yeah she's not out there on the streets kicking ass but I don't think you can argue that Felicity so- Smoke is the strongest person and they've right. actually even said it on the so the show. movie it went on and it, it, it got bad like his mother hired a private investigator to look into oh, her geez. family's Calm down, crazy. background okay. and there was this shameful thing that came out and it was brought out in a very public setting mm. and she was humiliated and devastated and she went running out of there just sobbing and you're like my heart it goes with you you know yeah and he goes to her and he's like listen I don't care what my mom says I want to marry you anyway and he proposes to her and it's very sweet but you don't see her answer okay mm. the next scene is the best scene in the movie and it's one of the best scenes in any movie i've seen recently um the mom arrives in downtown singapore and at a mahjong parlor and there's a bunch of you know middle class people women in there playing mahjong and she approaches the table and you see the girlfriend there mm-hmm. she's asked her to come join her mm-hmm 
to play Mahjong. And they have a conversation while they're playing. And it's one of those things where, like, the moves that they're making in the game are kind of telling their own story along with... Yeah, what's going on in their lives. Yeah. And so she tells her, she's like, listen, he came and he asked me to marry him. And she's like, I'm faced with a thing here that if I say no, I lose. And if I say yes... I'm going to lose too. Yeah. Because he doesn't have your blessing. And I can't ask this man to choose between his family and me. Right. And I think you're like, right. I'm that not, would have been very. I'm not going much to do it. What Oliver and Felicity. And so she told her, she said, you know, so I told him, I told him no. And I said, I want you, you know, he can go on and meet the right girl you know the the one that you want him to to be with but someday when you're playing with your grandchildren and you have your family i want you to remember it's thanks to me mm. nice and it was just like oh, solid burn my god yeah and it was perfect yeah and it it made the mom kind of step back and realize you know what i'm holding my son's happiness ransom well and, and i think that sort yeah of thing i think that probably would have eventually happened with Monica. well i i don't think that there's anyone what i what i really would have loved about it is you have two incredibly strong female characters going head to head and mm-hmm. I think oh gosh oh, it's just like I epic fight that. night you know it's just, oh. but it's like on all the female passive aggressive ways you know and it would have been beautiful yeah and I think Oliver always kind of had a blind spot for his family oh absolutely which is why it's hard for him to be like hi my my mom's betraying me um <laughs> and why it hurt him so much when why she it hurt him so much but I think it was really important for them to have Felicity be the one who tells him that because they need to set Felicity up as the one person who won't lie to him. Right. So I, th- I think that ultimately what would have happened is Moira would have seen the change in her son. And Correct. essentially Felicity gives Oliver all the things that she's ever dreamed for, for him. And um, it might not come in the, in the package she would have designed. I think she would have seen Felicity's intelligence, mm-hmm. her business acumen... Yeah, I don't her think there's ability a- to get through to Oliver when no one else can. Yeah, I think she would have eventually seen herself in Felicity. I mean, is there anyone who's who meets Felicity Smoke and is not eventually smoked? No. So I, I just think I would have been. It would have been a longer process with Moira. More because drama. It's just not, just Felicity because, isn't who she was expecting. Right, and I think Felicity is one of the few people who has no problem going up against Moira Queen. That was what was so epic about that mm-hmm. scene. She didn't she didn't flinch. No. She was like, bring it, babe. She's like, I'm not lying to him, so you better tell him. And what was so interesting is, you know, Moira tries to use Felicity's love mm-hmm. against her. And it does cause Felicity some real She feels really bad about it. Yeah, some real concern. Know. And I think what was so beautiful too is Oliver realizes that Felicity's the person who will never lie to him. And Felicity realizes Oliver's the person who will never leave her. And you essentially have these two people who have had... Well. <laughs> well except for all the times. Except the times that he leaves her. <laughs> well, he doesn't choose to leave her 
unless evil bad guys make him. And but then... have you seen, there's a GIF set on Tumblr that's like all the times. It's bad. I think if you add up the six said, times. It's just like, oh my God. It's bad. Are you kidding me? But like, oh. that's not Oliver willfully picking up and like, I let him off the hook with Ra's al Ghul. And technically she broke up with him. <laughs> so... But he did go to prison. Oh, shit. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the prison thing. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I'll take that previous sentence back. It sounded good in my head when I say it. See, this is what happens when I'm writing reviews. Like, I'll type something out. I'm like, gosh, that sounds nice. And then I'm like, but it's not so true. <laughs> anybody wonders why I'm Team Felicity pretty much all the time it's because yeah i tend to i tend to i forget well first of all kelly has a memory with arrow that is unsurpassed emily called steven rain man with the arrow suits no no you are rain and man. i'm like i'm rain man, You're rain with man arrow. Zero. <laughs> i just do that yeah no so i'll be like oh yeah he did do that so i'll make statements sometimes and she'll be like yeah except this this and this I'm like shit you're right. <laughs> this motherfucker is always screwing that. I know, I do. I don't like sometimes I'll write stuff on the review. And I'll be like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'll send it to Cal. I'll be like, does this make any sense? Or am I talking out of my ass? Because we all know sometimes I can talk out of my ass. So It's fun. It's fun. It's it's fine. It's you come fine. up with some good things. Occasionally. But see, that would be something I would just be like, slowly delete, 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 delete. Because, yeah, he does leave her a lot. Damn it, Oliver. I know. He needs to stop. I know because it's like her see worst that come fear. To the head after he gets out is her being like, "Okay, listen, we have to stick together." Yeah. And I think you're going to kind of see that mirrored in the flash forwards. Like you and I stick together. You and What's I. Going on? Yeah. You and I were very sympathetic towards Oliver this go around. We burn him to the ground in season four but season we burn him to the ground like daily yeah what are you talking about <laughs> you do i'm we more love him but we he's we so freaking problematic we want him to be the best him he could be i want That's you to be all. a superhero oliver and you're not a superhero when you're fucking lying to your wife so quit doing it but it's he just it's this constant fall on your sword thing that he does which that's why I think yeah. Felicity's conversation too, because I I think we have certain reactions to Oliver, but those reactions aren't always Felicity's reaction to Oliver, and I think sometimes that's where the signals get mixed and crossed between audience and show, because we feel a certain way about Oliver and we expect Felicity because she so often represents the audience to react like how we do and she doesn't all the time. She doesn't always. She reacts the way Felicity. Fel- Felicity reacts. reacts, and I think. I think she reacts in very Felicity ways. Is it the way I would react? No. But what I am enjoying about this particular storyline is she is reacting in a way I would react. Like, okay, I'm going visit, to visit your sorry ass once. Yeah. And then I'm going to be pissed. Because that's something I have noticed about Felicity. She needs time and space to deal with all her feelings well and she has a tendency to get a little on the passive aggressive side a little passive aggressive she tends to like speaking of people who leave and walk she kind of does that with (laughs) oliver too you know they're both a little bit to blame in that particular she does is she completely justified in any time that she walks yeah but just because you're justified doesn't mean doesn't you mean should. you should 
And that's kind so of the they essence both need of marriage. To come together <laughs> and talk. Yeah. And be like, okay, what are we doing here? That's what I felt like the last episode was. It was really starting to see the strain of the lack of time, time and distance, and the strain that this prison arc is really starting to cause them. It's going to be interesting as heck. Yeah. Because, you know, they're quite a communicative couple, but it's going to, re entry is going to be a little bumpy, I think. Because she is legitimately pissed at him. And I personally think Oliver's going to be a little pissed she only came to see him once. Because he was, he was sad that he missed her. But then it was like, then we launch into what Stan says. And he just looks apprehensive. Which, of course, he's afraid for her life. But I just don't know. I thought there was a little bit of a, oh, she's here? And like, then, we know that Laurel goes to visit him. Someone raised Sorry. a really good point on Laurel, and it cracked me up. I'm going to share it. Okay. Why aren't they having the actual attorney, Oliver's attorney, work on getting him out? Why is it Because Black they need Siren? something for her to do. <laughs> I know. So that's, I think it was, oh, Casey. Oh, I wish I could find the tweet, because it was really, really funny. Go to my likes, because... Casey always says the most hilarious stuff. Did I not like it? I'm mad at him. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Casey shout K. To, Casey K. Out. Lyrical Arrow. I'll take Arrow yes, writers. Shout out to Lyrical Arrow. She's fantastic. She's the best. If you want to see some really amazing Arrow Twitter accounts, I would say Lyrical Arrow. Super silly and dorky. Definitely. She makes you cry with all of her oh, feels. Maddie is the amazing. Maddie like tweets Just... out these like scenes. Like, if I ever need Elicity content to tweet, go to I Maddie. just go to Maddie's Yeah, account. it's just like... Because I'm like, she's always got the No, she always that. signs a GIF, and then she almost, I would say almost like two to three times a day, she'll like print, like, she'll tweet something just exceptionally be- beautiful about Elicity from previous seasons. Mm, love her. And you're like, okay. Uh, Snarky B, I think it's the Britney. Oh, Snarky B, yes. She's, she's fantastic. Britney's the shit. Follow Britney. Yes. She's hysterical. Hands up. <sighs> I love yes. her. And I'm always a little like, hey, these women are incredibly hilarious, and they crack me up. They are must-follows. And they are must-follows if you're in the Arrow fandom. I'm, there's more. I'll come up with more, because... We will. Maybe we should We do, should, like, like, keep a list of our... Yeah, we'll do f- shout-outs, because... Do oh! Elicity Dreams. If you're not following, oh my I God. like stalk her, and she st- loves me, so I know it's okay, but, like, I feel like my Twitter feed is just retweeting everything no, she No, but says. she's fantastic, she's and she's super- very honest in her, yes. in her reactions and what she says and how she feels, she's and I just love super that. funny, and she's oh, an she amazing is. artist. Oh, my gosh, have you seen some of the posters she's done? Her posters are better. She is, if you uh, yeah. are fed yeah. up with the Arrow, Arrow, Arrow PR department at the CW, you go to Listy Dreams, because she yes. is our... PR department. She comes up with the most amazing promo artwork that blows. Honestly, like you would, you're never gonna get that. Yes, correct. Like it's just never gonna happen in the reality of marketing because they don't love us enough. <laughs> love but Romy loves. But us. Romy loves us, and Romy gives us what we want, and we love Romy for it. I love you, Romy. Yes. Yeah. So all fantastic ladies. All fantastic ladies. This fandom is at lyrical arrow. Oh, yeah. So what did she say? Silly, dorky. 
I forget the numbers on the end. If you have numbers on your name, I never think of them. Um, at Elicity Dreams and at Snarky Bee. Yeah, so Casey, our amazing lyrical arrow, says, I'll take arrow writers trying to find ways to make any version of Laurel Lance useful for 200, Alex. And I was just yep. like, so fucking She's true. right. <laughs> like, bang on. <laughs> She's absolutely right. I, like, roared about that for a good 10 minutes because it's true. Because they're right. Oliver has a licensed attorney to help defend him. And it doesn't make any sense why it's the district attorney. Because she prosecutes. They're explaining it because Felicity went to her for help. I guess. And I'm confused because she's the district attorney. And she prosecutes criminals. They're making Felicity the bridge and they're like hand waving and they're being like, okay, well, I'm hoping like maybe, yeah, maybe Mm, Felicity is thinking if we have the district attorney and not the defense attorney arguing for Oliver's release, maybe that would be some more sway. Maybe it carries some weight. Which I could get behind that, but also Mm. have Oliver's real attorney. (laughs) Do I really care who is doing it just as long as it's Do we really give a fuck, people? No, No. we don't. Nope. Nope. We don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't really Whatever. Care. Like, I'm not expecting... Like, I don't even understand how he ended up in prison. I'm like, th- double jeopardy and shit. Yeah. And I think someone was like, no, it's federal. I don't care. I doesn't, th- so, like, if you can... G- so, if you get acquitted in... I don't even know what it's called. Regular court? <laughs> I don't but know. Then I don't care. You, they can bring you up the prison. same murder charge in federal? And that's not double jeopardy? That... Fuck. Can he cut just yeah, can people? He just that doesn't seem like that's our system. And come love on Felicity. I just want him to have sex with his wife. However, we okay. get that done. <laughs> I don't really care. Now, just get it I done. I think what's going to happen is is that maybe he gets the release, but he stays behind because Diaz is coming in or something. And I think Diaz will do something bad to our friend Stan the thing. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about this, because people were flipping their shit online. Oh my god. Certain people. Guys, like, there's a flipping. faction stop of, flipping. like, fans, Just fandom. Like... Stop flipping. Okay, go through my follows on Twitter, mm. and those people are pretty... Like, there's a section of fans who are, like, not buying this Felicity shit. She's not dead. And then there's, like... They don't get worked up those about stuff. People. They're just like solid core. Keep keep your bubble tight. That's a big part of fandom. Follow solid people who mm. keep their sanity and you'll be fine. But Make no apologies for your bubble. Exactly. But um, Kirk <laughs> Avocado. I can't say his last name, so I call him Kirk As- Acevedo. Acevedo. I like Avocado. I have no idea. Um, he plays the dragon and his interactions with He really likes riling up. Riling them up. And the he- thing is, is our fandom keeps giving. We're to him. easily he, they riled. Keep him, they keep giving him what he wants, and it's like he's sitting there toying with us. And people are, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's. And I'm like, y'all so, need yeah, to just he, look away because down. you're giving him. So the he fuel. he tweeted out just that he's going to kill it. a fan favorite very soon, and of course there are some freaking out that's Felicity. It's not. Like, why? He's How not, does that even make sense? He tweeted Last that week we specifically. Were she died in the future. I know. This week, it's not we're worried she's going to die. And Callie and I have already decided. Here's the situation. This is the situation, you guys. Callie and I have already decided she's not dying in present day. So there no. you go. No. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We've decreed it. It is law. Stop it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We're not worrying about it. No. No. You can worry a little heads off about the future, but I just, we decree it to be the so. The future? 
anybody's game, but I really don't think she is in the future. I think it's rude. right. Anyhow, She's also we've like, already been over. This. Anyways, yeah. So let's beat the dead horse. Um, but yeah, so he <laughs> tweets out this shit because he knows people are gonna think it's Felicity, and I'm sure the 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 Arrow writers are like, yeah, tweet that shit. So they're scared that you're we're really oh, gonna kill her. It. They love that. So just mm-hmm. don't listen to Kirk Avocado. Yeah, he's talking about either Stan or Anatoly, I guess. But I think it's Stan. It's probably Stan. That's gonna make me sad because Stan's like. Oliver's puppy. He's his pet. I know, but Stan has to have a purpose. Yeah. Well, I think it really... What the Stan dies, then it really serves the next phase of Oliver's morality code, which is starting to see criminals as human beings and Correct. understand that every bad guy he's going after is not necessarily a That's all a this Damien prison dark. arc has been. Has yeah. been getting Oliver in touch with the criminals that he fights. Yeah. And he's very, he's he's really understanding that too. Which, see, he's just like That's bless my baby boy and his beautiful blue eyes. I'm just like, Mama is proud. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling like Diggle. Like everything I keep telling him to do, he's fucking doing it. I'm like, well, what do you need me for? But see, I'm like Diggle. I'm not losing my shit. I just keep writing reviews. With you're just proud. I'm just praising him. Gifts. I need like more people. <laughs> send me more proud mama gifts because I've used the other two so fucking much. I need to just I need different ones. So if you guys have more proud mama gifts. Okay. So <sighs> so yeah. So I think is that have it? We, is that have we covered, covered it? all of it? Um before we go, uh just another shout out. We have a Twitter now. Yes. And I believe it's at watchover underscore cast yeah so so, so so apparently someone had watchover so we had to add cast in there what is up with that so consult <laughs> us before they take our name <laughs> at watchover underscore cast go follow us uh send us questions yes to answer we will do entire because po- we got a question and we're like we're gonna do an entire podcast off of well, that and we can tack them on to the episode oh yeah because cal and i never stay just, on topic yeah. as you no. have probably no. figured out <laughs> <laughs> not our we strong suit. <laughs> no. so send us all the questions and we will answer because we love questions and, and tell we'll us probably turn our nons back on pretty soon what i might Sally's not. I might. I don't know. We'll see. I think I'll turn it <laughs> on, know. and then you'll be like, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> like they're coming <laughs> after me. You're like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> they're unhinged. The disc is in the open. I love that line. From <laughs> they, <laughs> they, need, they all need a nap. <laughs> the disc is in the open. Shut it down. <sighs> Man. Anyhow, Tom yes, Cruise no, is the best. I don't know. The, the, a non back on look at you You're i fine. know i'm like i go like three days without talking to my my nannies and then i'm just like oh it's okay i miss you and then no. i get like some but psychotic you also don't get like, called the names that i get called yeah well i i think i had them off at the past they're probably about to email me but i see your shit and then i like turn the anons off <laughs> but can't no they're mean to me Oop, can't they get don't want to be as mean to you because you are awesome and well you're amazing too anyone who's getting crazy and first of all let's just be honest no you're not this is why i get crappy (laughs) at them anytime anyone's sending if you're in a non and you're sending crazy messages to bloggers that's mean stop it that's not nice yeah it's just it just seems like a really it seems like a poor use use of time time. but we've also talked about that a thousand times Mm. so yeah we have we gotta let you can cut that part out (laughs) no i'm not going to cut anything why (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't whine at me. Okay. Oh, crap. I got to go get my kid. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. Talk- That's why I've been trying to You've wrap You've been trying to wrap it up? Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. So. Bye, guys. We'll at least. <laughs> we'll be back maybe Tuesday, if not sooner. Yeah. We'll probably come up with something else. <laughs> yeah. This is an addiction. So have a nice weekend, right. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.